born in the USA. I'm a hard rocking daddy in the USA now. Yeah, 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 yeah. The Harland Highway was born in the USA. How about that? Welcome to the podcast. Uh, what a podcast we have today. Uh, we're going to be uh, talking about UFOs. Has anybody out there seen a UFO? I want to know if you have. Um, we're going to be getting into taggers. You know, the guys that spray paint everything. Yeah, we're going to be talking about that. Uh, I'm going to be mentioning a charity event that I'm uh, going to be doing. I hope you can attend. Um, how about this? Would you believe it if I told you that I have sunbathed in the nude with Jennifer Aniston on many occasions? (laughs) Yeah, I know it's shocking, but I have, and I'm going to talk about it. Um, just for you, little insider Hollywood nonsense. Uh, we're going to be talking about uh, horse racing. You know that uh, when a horse hurts itself, they shoot it. Is that a good thing? And then uh, lastly, we're going to talk about uh, Egypt, man. All the uh, all the change, all the uh, things going on, the revolution in Egypt. It's going to be amazing. And you know I know all about revolutions because that's what we do here on the Harlan Highway! Welcome to the Harlan Highway. You just made a wrong turn onto the Harlan Highway. <laughs> Man, keep it going. Love the show. You're hilarious. My blanket, my blue blanket. Give me my blue blanket. Fasten your seatbelt. You're riding down the Harlan Highway. It's the Harland Highway. Have you checked the children? Hey, you're listening to the Harland Highway, and I'm Harland Williams. And uh, where are my taggers at? And I don't mean, uh, you know, kids that say you're it and run away, touch you and run away. You're it. I mean my taggers, the people that are defacing the architecture of every city across America. Yeah, they got to put their name up there in nine-foot-tall letters. Like, they can't just do like the rest of us and go to Staples and for 99 cents buy a pack of those stickers that say, Hello, my name is... Or the brand new stickers that I've introduced called Hello! My name is... Hello! They got the need to tag, man. Like, some guy spent, you know, a billion dollars putting up a fancy building. Some kid with zits and baggy pants strolls up with a $3 can of fluorescent spray paint and totally destroys it. Why? The tiger should use something more biodegradable so it doesn't, you know doesn't cause so many problems the taxpayers are paying to clean this stuff up i mean why don't you tag with whipped cream man oh look at that man there's my name and ready whip man get those ants over there hey you're eating my name man get over there it might work out good you know taggers could creep around and tag under bridges and back alleys and and homeless people 
who kind of live there anyways, could have something to eat. Homeless guy wakes up in the middle of the day and he's like, oh man, I'm hungry, man. Where am I? What the hell? Hey, look at that, a peanut buster parfait. <gasps> or is that a peanut buster Jose? <laughs> oh, that's good. Oh, that was the most delicious tag I've ever eaten. My name is Harlan Williams, and you're on the Harlan Highway. Hey, Mr. Williams. Uh, my name is John Cavell, and I hope you don't mind me reaching out to you. But the uh, reason I am calling is because I'm a volunteer with the Burbank Animal Shelter and um, helping organize a stand-up comedy fundraiser called Laugh Your Tails Off at Flappers Comedy Club in Burbank on Thursday, February 24th. Uh, the event is actually going to be emceed by KNBC's Fritz Coleman. And we were wondering, hoping, crossing our fingers, rubbing our lucky rabbit speed praying to insert God of preference here, that you might be able to show up and perform. Uh, if you can, we would be extremely uh, and eternally grateful. Uh, and if you wouldn't mind giving me a call back, uh, again, this is a reference to a uh, fundraiser we're having at the Burbank Animal Shelter on February 24th at Flagler's County Club in Burbank. Well, look at that. The Burbank Animal Shelter. And you know what? This gentleman reached out to me here at the uh, Harland Highway. And uh, as fate would have it, I'm a big fan of the critters, as you know. Uh, like me, the dogs and the cats and all of uh, God's God's beasts and critters. Uh, so guess what? I am headlining. Not only am I going to do a show for this this organization, I I went the whole nine yards, and I'm going to headline the darn thing. Uh, it's a cause that I like, and uh, I thought I'd play this message for you just so uh, if you are in the area, if you uh, live in Burbank or you're rolling through Cali, uh, there's a great comedy club called Flappers uh, in the valley up in Burbank. And uh, as, as the caller said, all the proceeds are going to a great cause to help help the hounds, release the hounds. Um, so that's going to be a good time. Thank you, uh, for calling. And, uh, if you are around, uh, please join us on, uh, Thursday night, the 24th of uh, February at Flappers Comedy Club. And you know, what's interesting. It's, it's funny how it's not like it's a big fate thing, but, um, I happen to pass by the Burbank animal shelter, uh, from time to time. And uh, maybe once or twice a year because it's out in the valley, but there's uh, you know there's a road that goes right by it, and I and I always stop in. In fact, I stopped in about uh, two weeks ago, and uh, I always go in, and I love to see the dogs. And um, you know, I, I I don't get a dog because I just don't have time for a dog in my life, but I like to go in and just for a moment give the little guys a little love. It's tough because, uh, you know, you don't know if they're going to get adopted. You don't know if something else is going to happen to them. But I figure if you can go in and send them a little energy and give them a little love and, uh, you know, scratch them under the chin, it's something, right? Um, so I I always like to do that. And, uh, and uh, so here we go. Thursday night, the 24th. Come on out to Flappers. And uh, we'll make some money for the dogs. Hey, it's Harlan Williams on the Harlan Highway. The H 
H, Harland Highway. Letters, man. UFOs. UFO, unidentified flying object. Who's seen one, man? Anybody listening? And when I say anybody listening, I, I, I hope this isn't going out to, like, outer space and there's, like, a bunch of guys going... We are listening. Talk to us. This is a signal to invade planet Earth. Harland Highway is our signal to attack. No, no, I don't mean that. I just mean anyone listening ever see a UFO. There's some people in Hawaii, I guess, this week claim they saw a UFO. There's some funny lights in the sky. Why are they always, why are the UFOs always just up in the sky? Don't they have landing gear, man? Hey, E.T., lower your wheels, man. Come on down, talk to us. Oh my God, look at the people down there. Look how fat they are. I mean, they gotta be enticed by something's gotta make them wanna land. Like a drive-through? I mean, how many times can you look at Burger King and not wanna land your spaceship? Or if you're hovering over uh, the Hollywood Hills and there's uh, Jennifer Aniston sunbathing in the nude, you gotta come down for that, man. Not even a tractor beam would feel good at that distance. You gotta, you gotta have some hands on. We gotta trap these guys. Throw, someone throw a stake out in their yard or something. If you've got a kid with a big head or something, somehow your kid was a freak and born with a big head, paint him green and put some Elton John sunglasses on him. Put him in the yard. Maybe they'll think it's one of theirs. Put a chain around his neck and nail him into the, the yard and see if we can lure him in. Or hell, maybe I'll just stand out there in my leopard skin speedo. Hey, guys! Welcome to Planet Earth. Hello! Here's a big UF hello here on the Harland Highway. Okay, so I was going to continue ranting about UFOs, and I realized as I was doing that bit that th there's probably something far more interesting I, that I'm going to get into that might, you know, make some of you guys out there jealous um, and make... Yeah, may make some of you go, oh, what a name dropper. But what the hell? I'm going to talk about I mentioned, uh, you know, nude sunbathing with Jennifer Aniston. And you know what? I'm not ashamed to boast about this. I did do nude sunbathing with Jennifer Aniston a couple of times. Um, yeah. <laughs> and it was it was sweet. And I'm not talking about her in a perv way. She is a she is a sweet, wonderful girl. I love Jennifer, and um, she just has a beautiful body. I mean, you don't have to see her nude to know that. Um, but there was a time here in Hollywood when uh, I was uh, I was dating uh, one of her best friends, and during that time in her life, her best friend was looking for a place to live. And I uh, was having trouble finding a place. And so, lo and behold, she stayed with her best friend, Jennifer Aniston. Um, so, here's me, Jack Tripper. It's like a threes company scenario. Uh, you know, I'm spending every night with my girlfriend. And so, when I'm with my girlfriend, I'm up at Jennifer Aniston's house. And so, the three of us are hanging around all the time. We're going to dinner. We're going out. We're hanging. We're... We're doing things. We're spending Christmas together. We're, uh, you know, I'm there all the time. We're watching TV and movies and having dinners. 
And uh, so I got to know Jennifer quite well, and uh, we, we became buddies. And, uh, you know, once you break up with the girlfriend, though, you know, that kind of dissipates, right? It, it's like whenever you have a friend that's a friend of the girlfriend, two things happen. They're either like, the, the, the friend is like, well, you, you broke up with my girlfriend. Screw you. You're an ass. You know, because they, they always take the side of their girlfriend. They don't they don't know, you know, the other side of the coin. They just think, guys are asses, man. What a prick. I can't believe he broke up with you. Right? So you have that turn out. Or the other side of the coin is you end up going out with the girlfriend's best friend. Okay? Well, obviously that one didn't happen. I did not end up going out with Jennifer. And sadly, when I broke up with her best friend, you know, it kind of severed our relationship. And we bumped into each other here and there. It was friendly. It was nice. But, you know, the days of hanging around and nude sunbathing were gone. Uh, But I'm not kidding. We used to lay in her backyard. She had a beautiful uh, house up in the Hollywood Hills, not too far from mine. And, uh, you know... We'd go over and spend the Saturday afternoons laying nudie by the pool, man. Um, and you got to remember, this is this is like ten years ago. Okay, I'm not talking. This was like uh, pre her being married to Brad Pitt. So this was when Jennifer was. Uh, I don't know. I guess she was in her late twenties. Oh, and uh, it didn't end there. Okay, this is where you guys are going to hate me, and the rest of you are going to be, I don't even believe them, man. <laughs> but it's true. Um, not only did I skinny dip with her, a nude sunbathe with her, but it was also my girlfriend at the time and uh, that beautiful actress Maria Bello. So, you know, if you want to have some kind of a Hollywood fantasy, picture uh, picture a private yard with a pool, Hollywood Hills, sunny day, Maria Bello, my ex-girlfriend, Jennifer Aniston, and me. (laughs) Oh, God. I don't even know if I believe it anymore. It's too ridiculous. Nude sunbathing and skinny dipping on several occasions. (laughs) Sometimes life just works out and it's really good. And again, beautiful girls, beautiful women. I love them all. Beautiful bodies. Uh, not in a pervy way, just, you know, they're just lovely, fit, trim, beautiful, uh, women. And I, I appreciated them on that level and that level only. Um, and it was, uh, it was nice. And, uh, Jennifer is, is such a, you know, I'm going to add a little personal note here. Jennifer is such a nice person. I, I really got to, to really like her a lot. She, she's uh, extremely funny and uh, just uh, so likable and cute and beautiful. And I guess over all these years since I knew her, you know, she's gone through all these men. It's, it's been uh, Brad Pitt and Vince Vaughn and Owen Wilson and I don't know who else, man. You know? 
And it just it makes me sad because I got to see Jennifer as she is with that, with the curtain down, you know, because I was always around the house. I got to see her when she was just flopping around. I got to see her, you know, not trying to look pretty. I got to see which, by the way, she looks pretty all the time. But I got to see her not uh, being show busy. You know, when you're in someone's house with them, you just get to see the real them. And believe me, I was there all the time. Uh, this this spanned over the course of like a year, two years almost. Um, like I said, we were like three's company. And just a wonderful, beautiful girl, woman. And uh, I just, I feel bad that she's never really uh, found a guy that, that where everything's stuck. Because uh, she, she's a girl that has a lot to offer. And uh, you know what, hell, if she's listening... Give me a call, Jen. Let's go skinny dipping, man. I don't know. I don't know. Can you do it? Can you can you go out with a with a girl once you know um, all the other guys that she's been with? I find that one a little hard in life. Maybe you guys can uh, chime in and help me with this. Uh, you can call me at eight 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 five hundred twenty ninety. Are you the type of guy that's okay with going out with a girl if you know four of your friends? have been out with her or you know the guys that used to you know be with her and that means having sex and making love and sharing memories does that turn you off i gotta be honest it it, it doesn't do it for me i do not want to be with a girl that thought my buddy ed who likes to crush beer cans on his face uh was a catch and that suddenly somehow you know that caliber of guy is the same caliber of guy as I am. Now, I know that may sound snobby or whatever, but it's maybe a little conceited. Don't all guys want to feel special and like, well, there's nobody like me. I'm one of a kind. Um, and, you know, that's not the case. It's people are people. You go out with people for all a myriad of reasons. But, you know, it's, it's just hard to handle knowing that so-and-so was with so-and-so. And now you're going out with them, especially in Hollywood. I mean, God, you really want to go out with a girl who's who, who dated Polly Shore for a year? Do you want to go out with a with a uh, a girl that that dated Axl Rose for a year? Like, just what kind of damage and abuse and perversion went on there? Ugh, I don't know. But you know what, Jennifer, I'd make an exception if you're listening. God, come home to daddy. Um, but again, wonderful girl, and uh, I thought I'd share that uh, that little story with you. <laughs> listening to the UFO bit, it uh, it struck a chord, and I thought, you know, i got to share with the listeners my amazing skinny dipping with Jennifer Aniston story. They might They might like that one. <laughs> so there you go, man. Oh, three's company. I better uh, I better uh, change topics before Mr. Furley gets to the door. Am I the only one around here who can do anything right? All right. If you're wondering why I'm playing taps, it's because somebody died. Did you hear about this racehorse? I guess he won the uh, 
some kind of big race. I don't I don't follow racing. I think he won like the Indy 500 or something. He broke his leg. They thought he was going to win the Kentucky Derby. And four years old, this guy, this horse, and breaks his leg. <laughs> they put him to sleep, man. They tried to rehabilitate him. And they're like, you know what? It's not really taking. What else do we got? Maybe, let's see, a prosthetic. Uh, maybe we could put a pin in there. Uh, wait a minute. Anybody have a rifle? <laughs> Imagine that if you broke your leg in society, you were like hung up and shot. Poor horse, man. I mean, this guy was a champion. I'm sure that there was some horse lever somewhere in the world, some little zit-faced girl on a farm in Montana who has horse posters all over her wall and smells like manure and... Just lives for horses would have taken this horse rather than them shooting it. I don't know, man. That's pretty severe. I mean, aren't horses the glue that keeps the fabric of our society together? Okay, that was cruel. That was cruel. I made a glue joke. So, my humor's broken. Take me out and shoot me. Which is kidding. Yeah, it is sad. I mean, it is it is so severe. They're such beautiful animals, right? And and you'd think hey, maybe just cut its leg off or something. But uh talk about uh your your function in society is well defined. It's like you were bred to race, you're going to run around, you're going to race. The second you can't race, you're going to get assassinated. <laughs> yeah, whatever. Um, I mean, imagine if, uh, if we were like that with our, our Olympians or our athletes, hi, I'm, uh, I'm Brett Favre and, uh, this time it's for real. I'm retiring. Oh. Okay. Maybe I won't. Oh. And speaking of retiring, uh, you know, this might be a little after the fact, but I've just kind of been waiting for the dust to settle before I uh, talked about the whole Egypt thing. And uh, that's, a, that's, an exciting, uh, that's an exciting moment. That's an exciting moment to see that uh, the people of Egypt, primarily the youth of Egypt, rallied together and overthrew their own president, uh, overthrew their own government, in the name of democracy, uh, it, it's quite fascinating to watch. It, it's 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 so uh, courageous to see people stand up against uh, a government like that. And what's funny is that at the end of the day, you know, when you think of it, the government is just made up of a handful of people. Really, if you if you compare it to the masses of the you, you know the the millions and millions of people. The government is probably made up of like 500 people at the end of the day. 500 important people that matter, that have, that have position and power, right? But when you think about what's power, it's just you're, you're just telling them they have the power. The power is not like they hold a, a magic ray gun or magic crystals and they can turn you into a toad. The power is just 
it's all uh, it's all just kind of metaphysical, right? It's all just uh, energy. It's all just uh, an agreement, really. Um, and to see the people start a movement and 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 overthrow the government, it's just uh, it's it's quite fascinating, especially in a region of the world that's so steeped in in history and religion and custom. Um, you know that that's what makes it even more improbable, and uh, part of what's uh, uh, fascinating too is that you know that they, they credit a lot of the this uh, movement towards democracy, this movement to overthrow the government, to uh, the social networks. They're talking about how this whole thing, uh, the genesis of this thing, uh, happened on Facebook, and that uh, it was incubated. On the social networks, and and uh, that's quite amazing, you know. When you when you think about a kid named Mark Zuckerberg, who was a little college kid in the United States, and he was having girl problems, and he was looking for a way to pick up chicks easier, and he creates this thing called Facebook, and uh, you know, three four years later. This thing's uh, creeping into every corner of the planet. And all of a sudden, it helps uh, revolutionize a country that's kind of been stuck in a system for decades, if not centuries. It's, it's pretty fascinating, man. And, and you've got to start to think of the ripple effect because you know there's discontent in Iran. You know that the, uh, the youth of Iran... Uh, during the last Iranian elections, a, a movement similar to this started where people were rioting in the streets and an uprise began and uh, the military clamped down and people were shot and were dying and, and everyone kind of cowered back into their huts and their homes, right? But now you got to bet that they're going to see what happened in Egypt and go, oh man, it is on. Are you kidding me? Egypt did it. Let's just get everyone in the streets. Um, so, you know, you got you really got to wonder. You got to wonder if this thing is going to ripple through. And then on, on the bigger world stage, how about China? You know, we all remember uh, Tiananmen Square, where a small group of people uh, tried to shut down the military. But think of all the human beings in China, billions of human beings. Imagine if even half of them swarmed the streets and they said, no more, no more of this communist uh, regime, no more of this communist rule, no more of the, uh, you know, the political uh, fat cat sitting on the hill, skimming the money, Uh it, it's just a fascinating thing, and I felt that I, I had to comment on it because it's intriguing. It's, uh, it, it, it's what shapes the world, man. And, and when we live in a world where you can clearly see lines drawn in the sand, as in what happened with 9-11, you're looking at kind of, uh, you know, I would say more primal, more, uh, more antiquated societies that can't seem to step out of the shadow of heavy-handed religion and custom, right? But to see the youth movement going, hey, we can hang on to our religion, but let's move forward. Let's let's join the rest of the world. Let's progress. And that's exciting. 
Uh, but here's the scary part, too. You just have to hope and pray that they they transition into a true Democrat, a true, true democratic uh, society. You got to hope that the void doesn't get filled by corruption and people that would uh, take the country in an even worse direction. You have to hope that, uh, you know, radical groups don't uh, step in and take over where the, uh, the previous government left off. Uh, I mean, it would be ideal if a truly democratic, freedom-loving uh, government took root there and that society could just start to function and move and breathe as, uh, as a society that we're kind of familiar with. Not, not to say they should be Americanized, but just to know that there's a, a group of suppressed people that can now uh, spread their wings and feel free to do what they please and expand as they please and, uh, you know, chase the horizons that they've always dreamed of without uh, persecution. So it's an exciting time, and uh, I think next show we're going to try and get someone on the ground in Egypt uh, to uh, cover this story. I mean, usually we don't have field reporters But we're going to do a little research. We're going to kind of try and dig up uh, someone we can put on the ground right there in the middle of Cairo and give us a firsthand account of uh, what's happening on the streets with the people. Uh, It's an exciting, uh, invigorating time. Uh, And uh, at least it is to me. I don't know if you people are like, what what, what is uh, what? Egypt? Isn't that where the pointy buildings are? Um, they're called pyramids. Yeah, but they're pointy. Come on. They're the pointy buildings, right? <laughs> so there's so much more going on. Uh, we're going to follow it for you. Like I said, we'll uh, we'll get someone on the ground for the next podcast. That'll be really exciting. And uh, we'll keep watching the story. But for now, you are right here, firmly rooted on a road that uh, is total freedom. Anything can happen. Anything goes. Nobody holds us back. You're right here on the Harland Highway where, uh, you know, we probably have pointy buildings somewhere on the side of the road, too. Yeah, you know what? I think of it. Uh, the Luxor Casino in Las Vegas. Yep, we do have pointy buildings here in the United States. So there you go, ending the show on a, a little bit of a serious note, but I feel like it's an important time. It, uh, it could be a catalyst in the uh, history of the world. Let's hope it shapes up good. We'll have someone there uh, reporting next show. So that's it for today in the ever-freedom-loving United States of America. Um, that's it, and until next time, chicken chow Maine, baby. About to go. That's ridiculous. I fixed it myself just last week. See, it's fine. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I've got things to do. We are listening. Talk to us. This is a signal to invade planet Earth. Harland Highway is our signal to attack.